podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Um, I'm Gav, you can see Kev there, you can see Davo there, you can see Keith. And um, Spurs 2, Liverpool 2 um, from Boy Heart Lane slash London Stadium. What's it called? What's the stadium called? Uh, it's, it's, it's called, called the London Stadium. What's it called? London Stadium yeah, no, I think it's called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's what it's called. That's it. Okay, right. Yeah. From the Tottenham Hotspur uh, Stadium. Uh, a few people love the intro. Um, that is from our friend Muhammad Jogi. Um, his contact details are in the description if you're interested in getting graphics or anything like that done. He's looked after us on a good few now, and there's more to come as well. Um, we haven't walked to the bone, God love him. Um, if you're watching, great. Um, hit like and hit subscribe if you haven't already if you're listening on the audio download later hit review and give us a five star review and tell us we're great and it helps us get stuff out there um you know how this works lads we usually have initial thoughts without going into the game we look at the lineups we go through the game um incident by incident there's fucking loads of them tonight and we talk about a couple of players along the way as well keith sports two liverpool two um initial thoughts after the game um, I was disappointed to drop points, you know, no matter what the circumstances. But we say this all the time when we do this show, we've taken a few hours to sort of reflect, you know, on, on how it goes. And an away game against a rival, I suppose a traditional top six rival, going down to 10 men on a day, you, you weigh up, you know, the starting lineup, the issues that we were having. 2-2 isn't the worst result in the world, to be honest. It's, you know, you can be sick about how it pans out, but I think you take your 2-2 today and you just move on and, and it could have been worse. You know, one point of shit could have been zero points if other people had had the way, but look, you take it and you move on. Teams will drop points and I think we were speaking beforehand about every draw now feels like, you know, it's an absolute nail in the coffin. Do you know what I mean? And, and we're, we're all old enough to remember back when Manchester United and Arsenal were contesting leagues in the early Premier Leagues. And they'd say you could lose, what, six games or mm. six games was the magic mark for defeat. Now you're looking at two or three. And even at that, you know, 90 points is the, the gold standard now for going for a league title. So, look, it feels bad because you got a defeat, but you get out to 10, you get out of there, take your draw. Davo, for you, um, there's a lot to talk in this game. But just your initial reaction after the game, or, or a couple of hours after it's ended now, how, how are you feeling? Yeah, listen, it would be quite a similar to Keith. It's it's horrible to kind of when you go two one up to to try to kind of ship it so quickly after. But listen, we were talking before, and Kev was saying we'd lost by a couple of goals. We couldn't have really had too many complaints. So I definitely think just take the points, get out of there. There's going you're going to get games like that. It's just that's football. You're gonna get games like that. We're missing. Considering, look, look, we're gonna go into it later on. But considering what we were up against with the man in the middle today and all the bodies that were missing, I don't think it's overly a bad point at all. 
Thank you. Thank you. Same. Um, we we got away with it. Um, the draw was about the best result we could have gotten out of today. If we look at the over the ninety minutes, take the refereeing stuff out of it for a second. They missed some absolute golden chances that they should have really punished us. Uh, on another day, they would have been three or four up at halftime, and we would have been out of it. And for all of the possession that we had in the first half, and all of the shots that we had, you look at the XG for our first half was one, one and a bit. So there weren't good chances. Um, <clears throat> like I said, refereeing stuff aside, yeah, draw, we were we were lucky to get away with a draw in the end. Yeah, there's two factors to it, isn't there? Like, there's oh yeah, there's context in this. Yeah, the, the context is the is the game of football which you watched, and yeah. it was in trial. Yeah. Like for, uh, you know, Kev said on the on the post match show, like <laughs> when you're watching your own team playing in that, it's horrendous. When you're watching two teams you don't care about, it's like sit back, have a beer, and just yeah. enjoy it. But then you have the, the the incidents that happen throughout the game, and and I suppose like Kev's talking about chances that uh, Spurs have had, and they do have them, and we talk about them as we go on. But I suppose how many of them come about and how does the game go if, if decisions are made correctly in my opinion as opposed to the way they were made today um, because we're talking at, we're, we're not talking about 75 minutes and an incident we're talking 20 minutes into a game um, the lineup though and Keith I'll come back to you you know we know Van Dyke's out we know Fabinho's out and Curtis Jones is out we lose Henderson on the day through illness he's not he doesn't have COVID he's just ill and we lose Thiago as well who's gone down with a I think the word they're using is like a suspicious fucking, they're not saying he's positive, you just keep going suspicious, um, COVID um, test or result. So we're missing all them. So he goes he goes with what you expect at the back in, in Trent and Robertson, Kanate, Matip. And then in midfield, he decides with Martin, Milner and uh, Naby and goes with the front three as normal. Like, he, when you, like just on what Kev says, we get away with it and stuff like that. When you look at that lineup, despite you having really, really good quality, we're literally changing our home midfield um, for a away game against Spurs. Uh, do you do you change your expectations when you see that lineup? Yeah, I think you have to temper your expectations at that stage, Gavin. Look, every team is going to go through this. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not an excuse as such, but you do have to take that into account. You know, you can lose players to injury. Do you know what I mean? At any time, but you're losing. You know, Van Dijk, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago are all going to be in that team today if if they're available. Do you know what I mean? That's two centre-backs. Oh, sorry, it's tr- one centre-back and three. Three of your centre-mid. So you're going in there. I can understand the selection. Um, someone said to me, oh, geez, why is Martin playing and not Ox? But you can't go with a midfield with Ox and Navi with Milner as the only sort of cover. So I could understand the maybe the logic of playing Tyler Martin. And look, I think he's been good in games and I don't think he was at fault today, especially, but uh, it was a big game to go into. And you look at the team, the front line, you're happy with that. The back four, you're happy with that. Alisson, you're happy with that. It's only that midfield three. And as I said, the options just aren't there. I mean, our first three are gone and also Curtis Jones is gone. So you're really limited in what you can do. And while I think Ox has played well recently, I just think it's it's a case of him or Naby at the moment for me. And, you know, I, I think playing the two of them together, you'd need to have Fabinho in there and you'd need to have Van Dijk behind it. And, you know, the way it, the way it was, you just take your licks and you go into battle. And look, I'm confident. I'm, I like the squad we have because 
I've said it in previous shows. I think some of the fringe players have started this season and gone through the season well. The likes of Ox, the likes of Naby, um, that we maybe haven't been able to rely on. I think that they're okay. Even Minamino was coming in and, well, he's not pulling up any trees. He's, he's tidy, he's neat and tidy. Divock is coming in and he's doing well. So I using the squad a bit better, I think, this year. So I don't be too upset when I see who comes in and who doesn't. But you're going in, you know, there's, there's so many cases of COVID in the squad. There's going to be more. Spores are fresh, I'd say, relatively fresh. It was always going to be a big ask on the midfield, lads, especially with the team Spores put out, because I'm not a big fan of, of Harry Winks and um, Tangoy and Dombele, but they do like to get around and they do like to sort of get stuck in. And it just proved that it was a, a tough day at the office. Davo, with that lineup, like, you know, you're hoping that the, your quality at the top end will do the job for you. And you're hoping that, for me, I was hoping, you know, I want to see a steady Kanate. If Kanate's steady and Matip's, you know, Matip's always kind of steady, we should have enough. But Klopp touched on something as well after the game about the tactics of Spurs and how they were getting her in behind us as quick as he could and getting her over the top of us as quick as he could. Like, were you surprised by that? Like, given their lineup? Like, I know, I know I'm getting into tactics of games here, but when you, when you look at Liverpool's midfield there, what would you, what was your worries? Were you worried that it might be outran? Were you worried that they might just bypass it? What enough creativity? Because that's where you're probably looking. You can get away with Kanati. But when you've changed three, one of them's 36 coming back off injury. Mm. Kate is coming back off injury. And Martin is a really, really, he's a kid. You know, the sort of way. What were your worries looking at the midfield? Well, looking at the midfield, it was obviously just experience-wise for, for Martin and then legs for the other two because Milner is 36 coming back from an injury and Keita is Keita. You know what I mean? I've, like, he splits the fan base. I'm a fan, as in, like, I think he like he's good enough to be at the club, but he's probably not good enough to be relied upon. But as regarding Klopp's comments about what sport, what Spurs did, I think it was it was probably more to do with how Spurs set up with the like five at the back, three at the back, show five at the back. It just meant our two fullbacks had absolute fucking acres of space all day, and kind of vacated. It's like they, they they just basically said, "Listen, we we won't worry about what's behind us. We'll we'll just go at what's in front." And they obviously just gave acres of space for sports to be popping balls in. And in fairness, the Sun and Kane, they ran the channel as well. But I think it was a lot of it was probably to do with. Uh, I don't think Robbo, as high as they do play, I think they were a little bit higher today due to the sports being playing three at the back and giving them so much space. Yeah. Kev, <clears throat> when you see the lineup, you know. <clears throat> And you see Spurs are playing five. Are you looking, are you hoping that we get our three, literally in against those three centre halves and just let our full backs deal with our wing backs and, and make it a three on three game back there and see how, see how we get on? Because that's what I was looking at. When I was looking at their three centre halves, I was like, please get our three against them three and take our chances in the wide positions because I, I genuinely thought before the game, regardless of what was going on in midfield, if we could match up, um, Jota, Mane, Salah against, um, oh, Dyer Davis and Sanchez Davis and Sanchez mm. um, I thought we'd have <clears throat> we'd get a lot out of a Kev yeah it was, I was the same right up until about two minutes after after the kickoff and I saw exactly what Tottenham were doing they were rigid in that back five apart from every now and again Ryan Sessegnon would break and would burst to get forward Emerson Royale didn't get forward once to my memory and be effective so when they were 
trying to hit the channels. They were still defending in the back four. And they were never going to let themselves get caught one-on-one. Um, it was something that you could see, clearly see that um, Conte has been working on. I mean, Spurs training ground was closed for four days. So they've had a good two weeks of being drilled in this system. Um, you could, you don't have to physically be on a training ground to drill this system. You can do it from video analysis. It's... Um, they were very, very solid in it. And when the sky used to were panning the camera out and you could see the five, the three in the middle and the two up front, they were basically saying, well, Tyler Morton's the weak link. Play the ball up to us. Son can get on Matip and make a run on him easier. Kane will, can be physical on Tyler Morton and try to go that way. Um, it was... It was very, very effective. I mean, before Spurs us played us today, they conceded one goal in their last four games. But they were never really a threat going forward in any of the games that they that they played. They might score one, get one up, and then defend. There was w- one game, I think, where they played well for one half. But other than that, they were still learning the system, learning Conte's way and what they wanted. They knew they had to run more. But other than that, there was no direction to it. The last two weeks, they've basically been given direction in how the system works, where to be, where not to be, what to do, what not to do, how not to get dragged out of positions. Um, so they were really set in their ways. And usually when you're playing against a back three, a back five, like Davo said there, Trent and Robbo would have had acres of space, but it's acres of space to switch the ball, to switch the play, to move the midfield three around and run the legs off them. Unfortunately, with Tyler in that three, you couldn't use him as a pin to move it fast. And that was where a Thiago or a Fabinho would have been a, a big difference today. So it was it was us getting used to the tactics that we had to play. Because I'm guessing the morning of like this morning, our team sheet probably changed at least once. If not more. Yeah, so, I'd say it changed. Well, I'd say you know, I'd say, I'd say, wouldn't, wouldn't, I'd say Thiago was in it. And then was out, and then I'd say Henderson was in it. And Henderson was, was, yeah, you know. So that midfield three wouldn't have ever worked together, let alone trained together, let alone done anything else. They're just depending on the training that they've built up. Say, right, I'm playing right centre mid. This is what I have to do in this role. I'm playing centre mid. This is what I have to do in this role, rather than training specifically for what Tottenham were going to bring to the table. So it was, um, it was. Pretty evident straight from kickoff what was going to happen and how Spurs were going to lay out and how it was going to go. But I was still expecting. I was still expecting to get three points. I thought the that problem we had three. The problem with the midfield is when you don't have Fabinho there, the others naturally will do their own thing. So we know Trent and Robbo will push up, and usually Matip and Kanate both like to to push the high line up as well. And if you have Fabinho there, you've got an extra an auxiliary centre back as well at times. And when we didn't have that today, Spurs are finding too much, too many pockets in that space. Now, I think he's being generous on Spurs. Spurs went for a back five today, without a doubt. And I think they sat two in front of that as well. And Conte doesn't do that. Conte plays 3-4-3 three, three all three, the four, time. Three, Even yeah. he has changed his tactics for that game. And that's what we're going to come up against. And we just didn't have the, the personnel to deal with today. But I just think, you know... 
it's harsh on Tyler Martin. It's a hard learning curve. It's not one that I would be overly worried about, to be totally honest with no. you. I think, you know, I'd like to see the Unfly get more games and get more mm. opportunities. And maybe with, you know, a more experienced midfield. No, it doesn't get much more than James Mill now, but I just mean somebody that has the legs and has the the, the wherewithal to just sort of help him through the game. It'll be interesting to see how his development comes. Because look, tough day for him. We didn't lose... You know, but look at Keith. Neville alluded to him about in the commentary saying, "Listen, this kid won't have ever been involved in that like this in his life." Like mm-hmm. thirty-five minutes in, it's been end to hand like a cup game. For me, I thought he struggled at times, but what I thought he struggled with was off the ball. I had yeah. absolutely no issues with him when he got on it. Like yeah. I don't have any issues with when Allison when Allison pops the ball out through the centre, and you think, Jesus, someone going to come down his neck here? I have absolutely no worries about yeah. Matar. Yeah, it's just right. excellent in them situations. Just kind of physically off the ball in the game, maybe in the build up, like he gets a booking. No, we shouldn't taken that booking. He wanted to stop a break. Right, yeah. I, actually th- I actually thought up in the build up to the fourth goal, in kind of the I don't, I don't want to go all technical, kind of in the phase before Trent plays the ball to Naby. Martin is running him with, I think it might be Sessignon or Winks, and he should foul. And he doesn't, he lets him go. And I was like, you should foul there. Foul and yeah, take the out. That's an experience just, thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just that an experience thing. Just just little things, kind of, just kind of felt off the ball is where he struggled at times. But like on the ball, he seems to have all the tools. So the rest will come with him. And like you said, <clears> if he's playing in there, say, circumstances have him in there with Fabinho and Henderson or Fabinho you know what I mean it's it's going to be a totally different game but that was that was like a, a cup game um, a few people in there are saying um, or a couple have said uh, is the title over um, one person said we've thrown the title away today I'm not having a bar of that <laughs> silly um, silly man I'm not silly having a bar person, of that man. three points um, off the top with half the games left not a fucking chance um, but I do understand people when they say that because uh, and it's 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 definitely someone of a certain age that says that, right? Okay, yeah. And and the reason is because I've seen loads of people similar age to myself that do it all the time. All yeah, the well, time. Mojo because is a similar age to yourself. Yeah, yes. Well, there Mojo was forty. I think Mojo was the one who said the title might be gone. Yeah, it's an in, it's an inherent thing built into you as a Liverpool fan of a certain age, where no matter fucking he- Listen, Liverpool could be playing, having them Waterlooville on the last day of the yeah. season to win the league title. They only need a draw. And you would literally be going around telling people mm-hmm. they're going to lose because of the experience <sighs> you've had. So, um, but no, I'm not having a bar of it. We, people have dropped points here, there and everywhere. And um, we're three off the top and we're good. We'd be all right. Yeah, we um, are good. That's what people forget. We are good. Mm. We're mentally a tough team or a strong team or a team who knows what it takes to do what's needed. And, you know, to write us off now, I think it's a bit silly. You know, I think City are a great team. They're in great form. They're going to be hard to stop. But if there's any team that can do it, it's going to be us. And yeah. I just think, you know, let's see how it pans out. Three well, the, 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 the only team stage. City don't want chasing them is us. Yeah, 100%. They fucking hate us being anywhere near them because um, it just doesn't suit them. Um, it's why they knew, sorry, before for cutting in as I always do it's why City knew last season that they were going to saunter to that title because they knew we were in trouble and they knew no other team could put it up to them in the run in so when they seen us falling like flies last year and then we're right, getting to a certain point the City knew by their time because we're going to build up a lead now when Liverpool start dropping points and there's no other team Man U, Chelsea they don't have the minerals to catch or follow City only we do as has shown over the last few years so City knew that 
City don't want those three points within three points of them. Even coming into the last month of the season, they do not want those within three of them. They want daylight between us to have a, a good run at that. Yeah, look, it's it's one of those. Like, oh, don't write anything off. Don't ever give up. Don't give up. Um, where's the fun in that? Yeah, where's the fun in giving up? Um, but look, I want to get into some of the instance. So Kane opens the score in 13 minutes. He's played through down the right-hand side, puts it across Allison, scores. Canate just can't get there in time. Um, I thought it was a decent goal. That was a good ball. I thought it was a good finish. Brilliant pass Kane. into it. Yeah, the only thing that annoys me about any of these goals is... Um, the, the Hardy can no, no. Look, he scores. There's nothing he can do. Like, but the commentators, you know, they fucking, they, they literally have fucking pages and pages of lyrics about. Ah, listen, um, Gav, it was a, it was a second goal of the season. Like, the toilet was yeah. be fucking the jacket. Well, yeah. you know what I mean? but the the Spilled one I was watching, they were over the fucking place. I'd say, yeah, they were happy. They said, they said, well, it's only a second goal of the season. He has scored in the Conference Cup, and he's got ten goals for England. So you know, he's having a good season. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good goal. Um, Davo, I'll come to you. Like you were saying, the, the, it was a sign of the game for me, the goal. It's a good pass through. It's a good finish. Mm. You know, I I think Kanate maybe a yard off it, and I can't really blame Alisson. It's, it's, it's in the corner. His angles are quite good, and where Kane has to put it to score is probably the only place he can put it to score, if you get me, Davo. But it was a sign of the game to come for me where... Liverpool started brightly and Spurs come back into it, and, but Liverpool are very open. And is it is it a case of you're probably too harsh on the centre backs and, and full backs because the midfield, without digging them out about it, are brand new to each other, Davo. Are brand yeah. new to each other. And it's just, you're going to get them teething problems no matter what. Well, look, at probably most of the things we thought about from a Liverpool point of view going on tonight will probably hinge around the midfield and because yeah. it's 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 vital to how a game a play it's just vital and like Klopp makes a change late like changes late to, to change the system and stuff like that but yeah look with, with the first goal yeah like listen like I said I thought Martin probably should have fouled kind of on the build up there's a there's kind of a, the play breaks up Trent goes to play plays a ball to Kate. Neither of them are great in that. I'm not saying, listen, I don't, I don't think Naby shits over challenge with that, but I think he, he could do better. But I don't think the pass from Trent is good at all. Cause it's, I it's, think cause that's harsh on Naby, to be honest, Dabo. Yeah, I think he's trying to I don't, yeah, I, I, I think he's trying to just nick it away, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's great for a Keith, but I, I think the no. pass, I don't think the pass at all, I don't think the pass is good at all from Trent, and it's not a difficult ball. Get it into his no. feet, Naby's going to turn out, and we're on the break. Next thing, the ball ball ends up in Dombele, slide real pass. Now, listen, I'd say we're talking about experience with Martin as well. Like Canate uh, is, is like he's he's twenty two. Like he'll he'll learn from that. I think he just needs to take a step to his left. I think a starting position probably just needs to be a, a step to the left. Well, um, someone says there that Robbo drops in and plays him on side as well. Now, like, uh, yeah, there is that. But the other side of it is you have Canate has son inside him. And Kane mm. outside him, he doesn't know whether to stick or twist. Mm. And Dombley's pass makes the goal because yeah, it's, it's, on the, oh, it's a lovely ball. It's, yeah. it's on the outside of Kane, ball. and it and it took it took Kanate out of it. Um, mm. The only way Kanate could have got to that is if he had already overcommitted to Mark Kane, which would have left Son free, and 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 Dombley would have probably slotted Son in there. So he was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Look, it was a good goal. And yeah, the thing is, a few minutes before that, Kanate got a great block in on on Kane earlier on. Yeah, you know, it was only. I thought, I thought he played. Him. I thought he played well. 
Yeah, I thought he did okay for the job that he was asked to do. He won't yeah, come up against many better centre forward pairings in the league than those two, especially not when only, they're rested. Not only that, Kev, I don't think he'll come up against many more games where he will be under so much pressure. Yeah. because of the midfield, the lack of protection from the midfield. And I think that might have been, you know, I, I felt that, I, I thought he had a good game as well, but I just thought he was getting sort of dragged into positions he probably didn't want to be in. And look, it's a good goal. When you take it all away, we, we can we can slag Harry Kane and we will. Um, he takes it well. You know, it's yeah. it's a good it's a good finish for a player that's only scored one league goal and 10 international goals against San Marino and seven goals against Tala Towns over 40s in the Conference Cup he takes it well he takes it well and we can't knock him for that because I, I joke but you know it's, a forward that doesn't score they think and overthink about every single chance and they can we see it with Mane at times do you know what I mean or Bobby even Mo I suppose in the past when they overthink the chances they they get into that position and they'll second guess themselves. Kane doesn't. Kane just takes it against Allison and puts it in where he needs to put it. It's a good goal. We give them that one. But just after that, I want to come on to that one. Oh, come on. I'll just look and sit here and drink cans. What, what do you want to say? Well, I want to ask you, Gav. What next? I'm going to ask you, Gav. Mm-hmm. What happens next? So they scored on 13 minutes and on 20 minutes, Harry Kane does a dirty on Andy Show me Rambo. on the pitch. Um, Talk about discuss. It's one nil. It's one nil, and and you know, it's a red card. It's as simple as that. There's there's nowhere. There's there's just look. He's. I'm going to show you something because let me let me show you something so I can I can I can make this fucking right. So let me show you this first. That's Harry Kane, right? It said, and I quote, it was a solid tackle. I got the ball. The only piece of Harry Kane's body that hits that ball is his hand. Yeah. Right? And that's after what you see there in front of you. That's after what you see there in front of you, right? It's it's a red card challenge. Now, I'm not saying Harry Kane maliciously goes out to hurt Andy Robertson. Because it's very rarely the case. You know that sort of way? It's very rarely the case, right? Um, Like... If you if you look at if you look at um like here here's another picture for you, that's Pogba, right against Naby Keita earlier on the season. That's given us a red card, right? It's more or less the same. At least more or less the, the ball same is challenge, there. right? Except Pogba goes over the top of the ball, right? The only reason Kane doesn't go over the top of the ball is because Robertson sees him coming and Fuck lifts him. it. The ball's not there, Gaff. <laughs> no, but yeah. he lifts he lifts it, and what I'm saying is. Pogba's is probably more dangerous because of Naby Keita's, where Naby Keita's foot is planted. Um, and But the ball's on the ground he's gone over it. Robertson is, is just that bit quicker where he tries to, he lifts the ball because he sees the challenge coming. But the, the studs are up, he goes straight through him. Like there's, there's just no, there's, there's no argument for me for whether that's a red card or not. Now, I don't, I haven't seen much argument from people. I haven't I've seen, seen much argument. I've oh, seen yeah. one person, one pundit, say that it wasn't a red. Okay, well, whatever. I've seen Harry is, Kane saying it wasn't well, yeah, a red. Okay. Well, okay. Harry Kane is Harry Michael Kane Owen. Is, you know, Michael Owen was the only one I seen. Well, Michael. Well, listen, come here and tell you. If Michael Owen thinks that that's not a red card, he just doesn't know the rules of football because yeah, there, is there is. I'm not saying there's an intention from Harry Kane there. What he's done there is reckless and dangerous play. Simple as that. There's no intent, right? 
There's no malicious and playing. The intent doesn't matter. No, intent doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, no. At the end of the day, Harry Kane goes on, goes to ground, lifts lifts his foot off the ground, okay, and follows through. Now, even if Harry Kane got that ball, even if he got it, full on got it and went through, the follow through would get him a sending off in normal circumstances, yeah. right? Paul Tierney makes the decision that it's a yellow card and VAR don't open their fucking mouth, right? Don't open their mouth. Now, they either decide that they're not opening their mouth. Fine. Don't open your mouth, right? But your job there is to tell him, listen, you've given a yellow. He's gone over the top of the ball. It's it's dangerous. He needs to go, right? They either do that, okay? Or they look at it and they think, no, he's right to give a yellow card, which is fucking complete. The, the ineptitude is unbelievable. And uh, nobody will tell me that that's not a red card. And to be honest with you, what goes on in the game afterwards, which we're going to discuss, is a little bit fucking of a mute point for me. Because... It's a completely different game if Spurs have to play 70 to 75 minutes of that game without Harry Kane on the pitch. And at the end of the day, the referee, A, makes a decision that's wrong. And then the person, the people that are meant to back him up and say, you need to look at this, right? Do fuck all about it. And not only that, it's compounded then later on in the game when we talk about another incident, which infuriates me even more. Because Andy Robertson's one, which we get on to later, ends up being a correct decision, right? Because they follow the proper cro- protocol and they get the decision, right? This is the exact same thing and they don't follow any protocol, they don't follow any backup and they let the ref make that decision and look at that footage and turn around and say to the ref, say nothing to him, say nothing. And listen, they don't have to make decisions. All they have to do is advise and all they need to say to Paul Tierney there is, Paul, you've given a yellow, he's gone over the top of the ball, you might want to have a look at this, and you might still think it's a yellow, but you need to go and look at this, right? For all involved, for all parties involved, go and look at it. And then, if you yep. have a reason as to give him a yellow, you give the, you, you know, the reason can be given to the, so to the, the manager or the captain, and they do fucking none of it. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's a great game of football. Fair play to sports, right? And, and not only today, but what, what's gone on over the last 10 days, in my opinion. Fair play to them. And, but at the end of the day, the ineptitude there today has, it's blowing my mind and nothing will ever surprise me anymore and I mean nothing because well, that, that is absolutely we, ridiculous. I totally agree with you. Fair play to sports. They, they were full value for that point. They should have got three points, let's be honest. The, the, the problem with all this very fucking malarkey and going over the screens now, do you know what the fucking big problem is, isn't it? It's like the crowd knows and everyone knows now if he fucking gives it that and he's going over to the screen, they know he's 99.9% he's changed his mind. They need to be they need to be sent over and fucking a few of them say, Well, do you know what? I'm fucking happy enough for what I've sorry, more than a few of them. The, the, my point is the more decisions that go over to the screen and the refs back themselves and go, Well, do you know what? I actually think I'm right there. Yeah. That that'll make that I think that makes them more inclined or that to, to go over it's just every any time it's like they don't want to go over because they know if they're going over, they're fucking changing their mind. And that's that's wrong. That should be. Do you know what I mean? I personally think if the more times they go over, if, if they actually back themselves, I'm not talking about this instance in particular. That's no, it's a fucking nailed on. It's a fucking <laughs> nailed on red card. I'm just talking about in general. You you were talking about the, what what fire is there for, etc. etc. I think that if they went over, if they were sent over a bit more for a bit more fifty fifty stuff. And then we are seeing more of them turn around, going, "No, do you know what? That's all right. I'm happy enough for that." I but just you know, think, yeah, but. 
but but what but we're making su- listen I, I I agree with you right but we're making suggestions as to what they should do right mm. or maybe they should do that mate just fucking follow what's meant to happen the, what I'm saying to you is we we've all been told we've all been told that if a, a tackle happens okay and a referee sees it as a decision that is a yellow card or a red the VAR will look at it and go, go and have another look at it, right? And in fairness, why the VAR and turn around going, studs up, hasn't touched the ball, he's hit the player, he, mandatory, look, go and look at it, right? If you haven't given a red. But we're all making suggestions as to what he should do when they can't fucking do what they're meant to. The, even, if you, even if you fault the process, even if you fault the process, you are not seeing the process being carried out. Right, or if you are seeing it being carried out, it's being carried out when they feel like carrying it out. Okay, Kavanaugh was the the man on VAR. Someone told me earlier. So why isn't Kavanaugh onto him going, Paul? You've given a yellow. Just please go and look at that. I'm not going to open my mouth. Just go and look at it and see what you think, because I might have a different vi- reason to it. But go and have a look at it. No process is being followed. None. And today, Harry Kane went over the top, and Klopp said it afterwards. If 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 Robertson has his foot on the ground there, his leg yeah. is in half. You can forget about it. He has nowhere to go. Okay, he's off balance because he's flicked the ball up in the air. Remember, so his other leg is up in the air. He's nothing else planted to kind of push himself away from the challenge, and he's, his leg is in half, and that's it. He's out a year out. Good luck, right? But this fella has the audacity. Right? And the fucking stupidity, to be perfectly honest with you, to give a yellow. And the fellow up in the box then decides, oh, well, well, I, I won't say anything. Now, someone said to me earlier, someone said to me earlier, um, well, the ref didn't really make all the decisions. Crossy did. He, first of all, he didn't see the tackle when he should have, right? And why isn't he in his ear going, I'm giving a yellow, that looked a bit high, should I look at it? Why isn't he, why isn't he saying this? So he's either not saying it, or somebody's coming along and not opening their mouth to him. The process has never been followed until they feel like following it. It's it's fucking insane. Um, but look, it's it's an appalling challenge. Um, Robertson's very lucky to get away, get out of it without a, a, a major a major injury, and Liverpool are still one 0 down. Um, but Spurs keep getting chances, Kev. You know they do. They had another break there straight after. Ali. Um, no, no, yeah, no. Before that, Kane was um, Kane broke. Son went through the middle. Oh, mm. Son, the one cross. Yeah, yeah. Matip, Matip was one on two, and Kane overhit the cross. Son couldn't get his foot around it. Only just went wide, and then you had the Deli Alley chance when Trent was further forward. But it's, that's the risk and reward that you're gonna you're gonna get with the way we play. Deli Ali was cheating on that side, and <clears throat> the ball broke kindly to him in the end. It was a good pass by Kane to find him, and all he had to do was put his foot on the ball. Ali had already gone, you know. Deli Ali or not Deli, Alison Becker had already made his mind up and was going to that far side. Uh, it was just a poor finish from Deli Ali. All he had to do was stop and put it on the other side. But he went through with his shot, and Alison Becker made another fantastic save. And you they know, were getting chances. There could have been two or three up at that yeah, stage. Yeah, they, they were getting chances. There's no doubt about that. Um, Bejan says, Gavi, you're forgetting one major thing. It's clear and obvious. Are you telling me that the referee that doesn't make a clear that. and obvious um, error. error today with giving a yellow card to Harry Kane? Because if you think, if anyone thinks out there that that is not a clear and obvious mistake as to the referee, might be, honestly, he could be making an honest mistake. He thinks it's yellow. What? Well, hell, I don't know. 
How uh, like he, is he, if he sees all he sees a ball popping up in the air and a player going right through another player, and regardless, why don't we have an incident, Gav, where it's nearly of, the same listen, thing? Regardless of where the ball goes, if he looks in on that, he, all he can see is Harry Kane sliding along the ground with his foot in the air and Robertson going fucking straight up in the air after. Simple as that. Forget where the fucking ball goes. If anyone thinks that that is not a clear and obvious mistake um, by Paul Tierney today, compounded by VAR. Let me know because I'd be fucking amazed and, and I'd be only too happy to talk to you about it. Um, they are getting chances. Keith, I come to you though. Um, Davo beside you yeah. said, um, said Jota's not getting a kick here. He said, yep. here. I did say and that. You're, did. you're welcome for the equalizer, lads. No problem. <laughs> and, um, but Keith, he doesn't need many chances, doesn't he? Not like Manny gets down the side, puts it in, it's cleared out. Robertson does well to keep it alive, cross it, and it's a f- he loves a headie, doesn't he? Oh, he's great at the headiers. I have to say, he's great at the headiers. He's for a small fella. I don't know what it is like. Um, you know, usually little fellas aren't good at the headiers. A few of them have been down the years, but he's very good at them. He puts good power and direction on them from not from a standing jump. You know what I mean? It's not like he's running in and fucking leaping up and connecting with these things. He's literally standing, boom. And he directs a pass. I think he's brilliant. I love his headers. But Davo was right. He was stinking the place out up till then. Do you know what I mean? Well, did you know what? I didn't even think he was stinking the place out. It was just like he was getting to them. Nothing was getting to him. He wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't as if the ball was bouncing off him or yeah. like that. But what I loved about the goal was was it was the cross from Robbo. He doesn't even look up to see where he is. Yeah. It just pulls it back a little bit now and that shot is going to pull off here and. Somebody should be there. Yeah, you know, someone should exactly. Be there. Kev, someone should be there, and it's an absolutely, it's a brilliant header. The neck muscles and that to get to put it back yeah. the way it came. It's it's a it's a great it's a great header. Yeah, he's got a great sense of being in the right place at the right time, and it's that side again. It's that if you're if you're the keeper, it's that right hand post. More often than not, I think we had a stat up there a few weeks ago, and I showed that you were doing where his goals mainly oh, came from. Yeah. It's all in that corner. He always makes a run for that side, whether it's because he's right-footed and he can whip balls across the keeper or whether it's with his head he can go near post. But he loves that run. And Robbo didn't have to look because he knew that's where Jota will be. You know, and that's just, you know, a year of playing with the... I mean, Robbo's second press to win that back is the reason why Deli Ali got his chance against Trent earlier on. It's that kind of fullback pressing on high up that you want to win the ball back, but the reverse is when you lose it, you're three v two, you know. So it's risk. That's the risk and reward. It paid off in that goal. It's um. What I loved about it was when when the ball gets cleared out and the minute Robertson takes that first touch in the box, watch Jota. He literally yeah. turns, looks where the goal is, decides I'm going, I'm going to stand over mm-hmm. here, and just runs into the spot and goes, put it in there, and very rare, like. He puts a huge amount of his headers on target. Like, puts a lot of them away. One, he gets the rebound against Newcastle during the week, but so many of them are on target. He makes a keeper work or he scores and he, he plays the percentages really well. And, uh, like, someone says there, he scores goals. Uh, Danny says, Jota scores goals. What more do you want? No more. I'm, I'm completely on board with the fact that Jota has no interest in playing football apart from when the ball gets in the box. I'm all yeah. over it. Like, I'd have left. I'd have left him on. I'd have taken Salah off and left him on because of his direct running. Like for the last yeah. few minutes, I know that might be blasphemy or whatever, but just down no. to ten, his direct run. 
in the context like, of today's game, in the would, context of the game, yeah, would, yeah I just more said, no, much. Uh, uh, yeah, have you come and leave him to alone for a up there and fucking try and try and uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat with a winner. But yeah, yeah, listen, he's he's just he's he's very he's so direct, he's so direct, and like Kev said, just has a knack of being in the right place at the right time. And because yeah. of that fact that he doesn't need, you know, three chances or he doesn't need to be involved to take a chance, you know, you could leave him up there and if one drops to him, you're confident that he's at least going to walk the keeper. Do you know what I mean? And he does have that about him. So, yeah, look, I get what the boys are saying in the chat. He scores goals, what more do you want? I think we're all happy that he scores goals and we're not looking for too much more. Uh, it's just when he doesn't score goals and he's not involved, it, it probably stands out, but into double figures you know what I mean yeah, so, it was, and, and it was a quiet one for Salah today I thought it was one of us, uh, the quietest yeah. game we've had in a long time I think mm. um, Spurs done well on them in fairness um, yeah. they done well I think they done well I think he just looked a bit and maybe that does more to that kind of substitution during the week do you remember he comes off after 70 75 yeah. 70 I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, underestimate yeah, I would. Henderson missing uh, as Think Hendo missing is it probably like affected Salah's game a little bit. I know people might laugh at that and, and stuff like that, but I think over that right hand side with um, um, with Trent never, himself and and Henderson, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. underestimate. Yeah, you never really missing. saw him driving at uh, at Ryan Sessegnon either. And bear in mind, you've got two a really pacey wing back in Ryan Sessegnon, and inside him, Davies is a left back playing at yeah. centre back. So, I mean, you get past one fine, you get past the second one. They're both nimble enough on their feet. They know that position. They don't mind being dragged out. So it was always going to be a tough one for him today until he moved into the middle. Then it's a different game. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to touch on, uh, Davo, I'll come to you. Um, Jota has a claim for a penalty. And for me, it's a penalty all day long. And again... The referee doesn't give it. Sorry, Cam J says with a super chat, he says dropped all of our points this season to 5-3-2 Bar C. Jeez, that's a good point. Never thought of that. I'll have to look back at that. But anyway, um, yeah, probably half. Um, loads of people in defence, flooding the defence. Yeah, but we've played most of our games against 5-3-2. Yeah, you know what I mean, Bar C? Well. That's true as well. Mm. But, um, but Davo, I think it's a penalty. Um, I think Jota is steadying himself to shoot left foot going across lorries for me and he's barged in the back and it's a clear penalty um, Klopp loses the fucking rag over it ref doesn't give it I don't know if a check is done in VAR either and the game goes on um, Klopp ends up being booked because he has a go with Paul Tierney quite rightfully why didn't just punch him in the fucking head I don't know yeah. um, but Paul Tierney um, and I'm going to get this up for you Davo because Paul Tierney um, throwing stats at me after coffee no <laughs> just says JB um, he's a he's a he's an Arsenal fan he says you could see he's going to kick the ball i.e. Jota anyone who thinks this isn't a penalty should immediately be removed from Premier League Dewey it's that simple he told Klopp that Jota had deliberately stopped so the defender would run into him now Davo I don't know. I'm nearly sure in football you can stop whatever the fuck you like. One. Of course you can, yeah. And two, it's extremely hard, nigh on impossible, to shoot while running at full pace. Yeah, mm. You know, everyone takes that stop and set and hit. You know what I mean? 
He's just looking at the stadium himself. He takes his touch and he's looking at the stadium himself. He takes the touch across him. He's this about to shoot and a fella comes straight in the side it. of him and, and barges him on. Listen, it's a Stonewall penalty. It's an absolute nailed on Stonewall penalty. I don't know what he's looking at. I don't know why he fucking didn't give it. Like, I'd say the reason Klopp lost the plot was obviously not the penalty. I think Mane goes over after a nudge fucking 10 yards from the touchline and he gives a free kick and Klopp is down his nut going the fucking one in the box is fucking 10 times as worse than that and you didn't give it mm-hmm. and, you're give, and you're after giving us that one there so what? what's the fucking difference that's the same to me What like obviously he's hopping mad about the penalty but it's like that boil his blood more Mane gets fucking nudged off or the usual you know the ones that players boy Mane mm-hmm. boys a foul ref gives it Klopp is going fucking apeshit Again, we we'll go back to fire. Is your man not looking at that count? Listen, I don't know what you're watching here. You'd love it to be just fucking just uh, Alan Partridge stuff. Just what are yeah. you looking at there? That's a, get over to that fucking screen there. Will you look at that? Because that's a fucking penalty. Yeah, well, that this but, is the thing. Like that's so. I mean, look like the, the funny thing about the instance tonight is is Gav is we're probably not going to debate them much amongst ourselves or even in, people in the chat mm. because they're that fucking nailed on. And I and I think I don't think that's. Like, I'm not like, seeing, like, like, like I'm not seeing there, any debate from other fans yeah, either. Like, exactly, from other fans, Kevin. I don't think any of us will sit here and go, fuck sports, they didn't deserve it, and we got robbed, blah, blah, blah. I think it's no, I think, as a, football, I think as a football yeah, spectacle, Davo, yeah. I thought it was a cracking game. I thought yeah. some, of the, some of the things that happened are, are mitigating circumstances to what goes on in the rest I, of the game. Yeah, you have to take, I totally agree with you. Have yeah. to take, you have to take everything from 20 minutes on with a pinch of salt. You probably have to take mm. everything from here after this with a pinch of salt. And then you probably have to look after the Robertson thing and go, do you know what? Lucky to get out. You have to take them in all the things that happened. You know, it's not the same game if it's refereed or VAR uh, uses itself properly. Uh, <clears throat> Sam Tandy says Emerson Royal could have been sent off on that pen as well. He was already on, on a yellow. And McCavin says, you plant your foot and swing the other fundamentals of football. Cam yeah. J says, just seeing the replay, he didn't stop at all. He was moving forward to set himself to shoot. Emerson yeah. got away with a clear foul. End off, says Kieran B. And Yus says, Jota is literally planting his supporting leg about the shoe. Penalty all day. Doesn't even get the ball. Um... Let me see. Klopp said Tierney told him that Jota stopped and initiated the contact. So what? Vardy has been doing that for six years and winning pens, but let's remember he's English, so it's clever. Um, I, I don't even want to compare it to other players. I just want, wow. like, Davo says it's a stone mauler. Like, Kev, that's the way I've seen it. I've seen it as a yeah. touch, setting himself, ready to strike with his left. I think he's he's nearly hurrying him because he sees Davos and Sanchez come across and he wants to get that shot across Lloris. And yeah, Royal just comes in and just... No attempt at the football. Just bang, whole body weight straight down the side of him. I, I just can't get over it, Kevin. I, I, and I'm I'm nearly getting to the stage now where what's the point in being annoyed? Because, but then again, it's every week something else happens where you go. I didn't think this could get any worse. I, I, grew, the new, up, new, I grew up. I grew up. I grew up playing hurling football. That's a foul in hurling. You can't go into the back of someone like that. So not in my soccer. Yeah. No fairness. He went straight into the back of him. There's, it was a stonewall penalty, as you're going to see, without a hatchet job being done. You know, And the worst of it is, if he didn't foul him, it was a bad shot. He was on his left side. Lloris had pretty much had that post covered. So odds are Lloris would have probably stopped it. But 
he never got the chance. And it was a storm weapon. And the excuse he came out with after that he was initiating, he initiated the foul. No, there's times when players do initiate the foul, and you know when. And Vardy was a master at it, mm. and Suarez was brilliant at it, running across a runner to initiate the challenge, slowing your, reducing your stride slightly to make it so you will get contact. That's clever forward play for me because it's up to the defender to read what you're going to do. I mean, this is a game that we all love for goals and attacking football. I mean, we don't watch games for the clean sheets. That's why sides aren't like the Arsenal days of old anymore. You know, so when this happens it's, and you have clear penalties, not it was almost the case this weekend they decided we're not giving anything this weekend. Yeah. Because they gave so many last weekend, they're giving nothing. And the Whatever about the Jota one, <laughs> the one new for Newcastle earlier on in the mm. day was 10 times worse. Mm. Yeah. You know, because that was just licensed to goalkeepers to do what the hell you like. You know, this at least, it was a pen. I think it was an absolute nailed on pen. But at least it was, you know, a normal kind of foul. The one earlier on was just absolute. Crazy, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like, genuinely, you put, at times you'd be better off just going back and saying, This is the VAR, just stop, just let them make all the mistakes if you have to. Because we've always been spelt without the referees when they make decisions, make 98% of decisions correctly when it's actually judged and looked at. Fine, I'm good with that. Tell VAR to fuck off because they're either, they're either doing it. Or not. Kieran Thorne says this is a good one. He says, Go just looking back at Davos' earlier comment, this was the perfect opportunity for VAR to step in, and then Tierney goes over and backs his original decision. Keith, if VAR look at him and go, Listen, he's just plowed him over, you need to go and look at this, and stands by his decision, it's grand. But it's, you see, Keith, as part of this a case of, and I said, this, I've said this for months, it's not taking responsibility, and it's it's pushing responsibility just into the right areas where it's not mine and it's not yours, but yeah. the decision is being made. Because he makes that decision, right? Okay. And and, and all he, anyone can turn around and goes, like, we feel he's wrong, Keith. But at the same time, he can go, why didn't VAR fucking pull him up on it? So responsibility is always shared out delegated out enough that there's enough of a grey area as to who's actually making the decision and who should have ultimately taken responsibility to the point where we just argue it to death and then it's forgotten about instead exactly. of actually pinning it on somebody. Emma Kavanagh says it there like Carla said VAR is not the issue it's the clowns using it and we've said that for from day one we've said that yeah. because I only said this I think last week on a show there should be independent people on VAR it should not be referees because they're all mates do you know what I mean? They're all the workers' teams. Do you know what I mean? So the Chris Kavanagh is as guilty today as Paul Tierney. Do you know what I mean? Because Chris Kavanagh has the Chris Kavanagh has the the ability to say to Paul Tierney, "Look, that's a red card for Harry Kane. Check it. Look, that's a stonewall penalty on Diogo Jota. Check it." And he obviously does do it on the Andy Robertson one. So what's the blading? You know what's the the consistency isn't there. If Jota, they, they if Jota takes take. if Jota takes that touch thirty yards from goal, touch was right was onto his left foot and looks to pass to Salah, and somebody comes from behind and plows him in midfield. They get a yellow card in the, in the middle. One hundred percent. 
100%. Without them. And, and people go, oh, well, it's not the same because in the box. It is. A foul exactly is a foul. It's just there's more yeah. of a there's more of a punishment if you make it in a, in a big rectangle on the fucking pitch at either end. You either get a penalty against you or you get a penalty for you. A foul is a foul. If you pull someone short, right, and reef them to the ground in the middle of the pitch, you get a yellow card for stopping an attack. If you do that in the box when he's about to shoot, you get fucking sent off. You get more of a you get more of a of a punishment and as a penalty. Like And just to say no sense. It makes no sense. This isn't just uh oh Liverpool are not getting all the decisions. We're getting screwed over, just to be clear, but every team is suffering with this shit. Do you know what I mean? Every single team has a gripe. Sports fans can have a gripe as well about refereeing decisions Newcastle fans think they were robbed you know and clearly they weren't if you look at all these incidents generally live out that they're correct decisions um, but every team it's not just us being narr- we didn't lose today which some people seem to forget you know what I mean we, we drew against a, a relatively big club away from home with 10 men you take that you move on but you still have to call out the incompetence of these referees do you know what I mean? You still have to say, this is not good enough. This is the best league in the world, supposedly, as we're being told all the time. It's got the best players in the world, as we're told all the time. It certainly does have the best managers in the world. Why have we got these clowns refereeing games? Surely there is better options. And look, it's a hard thing to do. But I coach but kids' teams and refereeing, people don't want to do it. Right, people don't want the ref because of abuse and all that. But this is not these fellas aren't getting a score a game. It's not twenty five no. quid for doing a match anymore. This is yeah. Being, yeah, you know hundred grand a year. But Keith, job, seventy five thousand pounds a year. We, yeah, but we keep getting. Yeah, but we keep getting this like um, you know, the the standard of referees is this and the standard, and that might be true. But the, the bigger issue in all this, and I go back to it, the bigger issue in all this is nobody is pinned with responsibility at any stage. And they don't no, have to justify it. None. Because yeah. I can tell you now, I can tell you now, right, that if I tell you that Paul Tierney makes a massive deci- massive error, right, in the Harry Kane tackle, you can yeah. easily come back to me and go, but the fella in VAR didn't fucking pipe up, right? Yeah. And then I can tell you that he made a massive de- de- mistake in the Jota penalty incident, and you can say the exact same response to me, okay? Yeah. And then, right, I can say he made the wrong decision in Robertson, right? Okay, and you go, but the VAR spoke up, and yeah, and then he went and done it. Responsibility is just, I'm, I keep saying it, and I keep fucking saying it, it's partitioned off into certain areas that they just create this little vacuum wherever they need to just hoover everything up into this vacuum, and we forget about it because we don't know who to fucking blame. And yeah, the reason we don't know who to blame is because the whole system is A, not being p- picked up and worked on properly, and you've seen it today in two instances that are very similar and the protocol is completely different. Okay? You've seen that. And the transparency over how they make the decisions is fucking wrong. It's as simple as that. There's no... You, you can have... Come here. You could ha, you could fucking clone 30 Perluigi Kalinas and put him out on the pitch at the weekend. Right? And you have this system in place and he makes a decision and they turn around and go, fuck, I'm going to call that because, you know, the, act, the, the funny thing is when they call it, it's actually putting more responsibility on a single person. The hel- helping the game is actually putting more responsibility on a single person, and that's what they don't fucking want. And that's the truth, Keith. It's, I'm no, that is. Look, I've already tweeted something earlier after the game. It was from Keith Hackett. 
the old referee. And Keith Hackett said, so VAR rightly advised referee Tierney to review the red card for Robertson of Liverpool, who was correctly sent off. Mm -hmm. Why didn't VAR do the same on the Kane challenge? Both were red card offences. Now, Keith Hackett is the former head of the PGMOL. Mm. Yep. The head of the PGMOL now. Now, Mike Riley. Mike Riley is a snake and he was a snake as a referee and he is the head of this snake now. And they're taking their instructions off him. He is one of the worst referees from that era. He was a, a weasel. He was a snake. He was a sleeve and he still is, I'm sure. I don't give a shit if he's listening. I don't care. Don't like you. He is awful. And he is the head of the referees. I don't think he drinks cans. No, he'll, he'll, he'll listen tomorrow. He'll listen tomorrow. Sherry, I'd say. Yeah. Dare McGallagher listens, he'll tell him. But he is the head of the refereeing association. They take the lead off him. He will never have them taking accountability. He will never have referees mic'd up because he was a referee who would never face up to his bad performances. Referees don't like that. Look, let's be honest, they're human beings. We do forget that an awful lot of the time. But this now is coming from the top. That needs to be an overhaul. If you have the best product in the world, and look, Davo, I know you're a big NFL fan. Some of the refereeing in that has gone shy as well. I love the NBA. Some of the refereeing in that, uh, the umpiring has gone to shy as no, well. The, it, best, the best in the world is rugby union. And, it's and why is that? Because the transparency we're privy to the there. conversation. Yeah. And I know that we hear it in the NFL as well. But yeah, we're privy to the conversation. We're privy to the decision. But the funny thing is, the, the biggest thing about rugby union is, is A, the transparency in all the decisions you make. <laughs> but a referee is not afraid to say he was wrong. No. And what I mean by that is, I've let that go, but I think it might have been X, Y, or Z, which basically is saying, I think I might have got it wrong. So yeah. can you look at it and tell me? Have I got it wrong? And the fellow looks and goes, yeah, fucking Martin, you're a dickhead. You got it wrong. It was a forward pass, five-yard scrum or whatever the fuck they call it and, and thing. Bring it back. And he doesn't have any airs of graces about him. He doesn't hold it against John in Wong the fucking box. Right? Fucking the LFC box kickers. What? He, yeah, yeah, Gary Owens, right? He doesn't fucking, he doesn't, hold, he doesn't hold it against him. He doesn't get a fucking, he doesn't get the hump. He just goes, Lads, sorry, I let that go, but I've been told it was forward and I, I didn't spot it. We're back on my plane. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. There's no ego. There's nothing. And there, and and again, they take responsibility. In the forced action, they take responsibility the way they speak to the guy in the in the video room. And then they take the advice back and they trust the guy there. To, a, we can all hear it. And B, he takes that decision and he's not fucking doesn't have to hump over it and he doesn't feel like his ego is damaged and he get on with the fucking game but, yeah, but until you, you until until, there, until this transparency is not there or, or, or while that lack of transparency is there and the movement of responsibility is possible we are pissing against the wind genuinely pissing against what the you wind. mentioned what you mentioned there is gav is the big thing for me right it's keith as well like we're dealing with the bi biggest problem in the world it's ego like yeah. i'm flicking through like I listened to a lot of podcasts and I was flicking through the other day and I seen Mark Clattenberg on Carragher's one. Now, why in the name of fucking Jesus, right, is a fucking referee that fucked off to Saudi Arabia or wherever he went on a podcast? Why? Ego. He released a book. Ego. Celebrity referees. We've seen pictures of referees, a group of them, pictured with certain ladies I don't know maybe they, they just met them generally in a bar and they, they, the story said that these girls said they all had nicknames for one another and they 
they were they had a load of ego and everything like that. It's fucking ego. I think Tierney was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but um, I did I did something on this on the forum before Gav about the, how poor they are. There was there wasn't one English re- official involved in the 2018 World Cup because they were so fucking bad. Yeah. They said we we can't be using news. Right now, obviously, we're at the middle. I'm wondering is that I'm wondering the standards are willing to bend to the technology and the, the protocol is put in place because all you get the feeling that's what it is. You're spot on. Mm. These referees don't like their authority being challenged in any way, shape, or form. They make a decision. They're in charge of the game, and that's the absolute power that they have when they're when they're refereeing. There was a story I seen on Twitter earlier on. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. It was Martin Atkinson was pulled up by a VAR earlier in the season, and apparently the next time they met at their monthly meeting, he lashed the guy out of it who was on VAR that day and said, "Don't ever do that to me again." Now I can actually well believe that because. 100%. I can see these guys hate the idea that their authority is being challenged in any way, shape, or form. The last because thing they over want, the last ten years, they've started to become what you would they would consider they're, celebrities. They're stars in their, yeah, and now yeah. it's being taken it's, away from them, where they're literally being they're being slotted back in, back in the system now, and they don't like being <laughs> slotted back in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But anyway, look before we move off, Gav. Before oh, we move off, King, I knew you'd say it's like one. King Hoddle puts a comment in there. Come on, gentlemen. Delhi was denied a penalty. Winks was denied a penalty. And Salah handled the ball for your second goal. We did say just a few minutes ago that sports can feel aggrieved as well. And yeah, it's, 100%. You know, the big decisions, I think the big decisions Liverpool were screwed over on. But that's what we're trying to say here at King Hoddle. It's the sta- it, it, we're not saying they're biased against Liverpool. We're saying the standard just incompetent. is laudable and incompetent. Whether every team can have grievances about yeah decisions and things that referees are doing so it's not that we're saying everything is going against Liverpool we're going to talk about and focus on the Liverpool things but we did say that you know it's across the board this, everything this can is have what we're saying groups. like King Hoddle says I can't listen to this Delhi and Winks were both denied so don't be so upset Delhi and Winks were both denied hold on, hold on, hold on Gav Delhi's wasn't a penalty and Salah no, handled when you scored the, the Salah did handle the ball, but the rule was changed. The rule has been so that's, changed that's, on that. Where that's, not, them, that's, that's yeah. not a Liverpool team. No, so no. fair enough. If he wants to debate the Winks one about being clumsy, fair enough was clumsy. Whether it was in and out of the box, no problem at yeah, all. There's an argument. Yeah, the, there. the Delhi one for me wasn't. Nine, and the Salah thing is, is you're not, right. And Salah's one. Real yeah, yeah, right. The, the, real, the rule is being changed. It's if it hits them inadvertently. And goes on to the next phase. It's it's good because what was happening yeah. was there was there was balls hitting off fellas for like from a yard away, and they were they were fucking just. Well, the, the, the Newcastle one at Anfield last year, they end up getting the equaliser anyway. But the other yeah. one, Callum Wilson got this allowed. Yeah, was first. correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah. it's 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 not um, like we're at, we're at, what we're actually trying to say is is that a really good game of football has been lost to this That's shit. It. You know what I mean? Now, the really good game of football may not have materialised if they'd have made these decisions, but it did materialise a good game of football, but in between it all, there was still some shit. Um, someone asks, is this the last game show before Christmas? Behave your fucking self. Um, still five, six days to Christmas. We've loads of time to do stuff. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, right, let's last through this because that, that was a barely Robin Catley, the converters. So... Um, <laughs> Robbo makes it 2-1. Kev. Um, that was a madness. Loris is poor. 
He is, but it was that was an all over the shop, and it was just a case of Robbo was the right place at the right time. Yeah. In the first minute or two of the game, Robbo had a really good chance. Yeah, he did. You know, um, in fairness, that was kind of where you wish Jota was there to take that header. Robbo is, Rob, I've said it plenty of times, Robbo doesn't score enough. And, I mean, yeah, the ball inadvertently goes off Mo's hands, uh, rolls back out, cross comes in, header, and you think, my God. We're two one up. We should be out of sight. We should be well beaten at this stage. We were two one up. How the hell did this happen? You know, and it was just. I honestly, at that point, I thought it's going to be one of those days. We're going to rob three points here and just merrily go along our way. You know, mm. but um, yeah, it was. It was. We were really pushing for it when we broke. You know, we really committed on the break. Mm. You know, Robbo and Trent were high up all the time, and. One stayed back. We were often 3v2, but the one in the middle was always Tyler Morton, and the centre-backs were 2v2 v their strikers. But everyone else committed. And that goal was just... It was just a, ma- a crazy goal. Well, it, it was just one of, one of the bounces around the box, and it... it I thought Trent kept his head brilliant, Kev. Yeah, he did. kept his head brilliant because a lot of people just slashed that across the goal. He just just picks out Robbo beautifully. It was a brilliant cross. But I honestly, the first thing I looked at, he's got to be offside here. He can't be in that that, much space. There was that many fucking bodies hanging around the place. Mm. Yeah, but I just thought he couldn't be in that much space in the middle of the box on his own and be onside at the same time. And it wasn't until he seen the replay that one of the Spurs lads was behind him. Uh, lovely, happy days. I was absolutely delighted with it. I couldn't believe it. Delight for him as well because he had a cracking game. He did. Right right did have a cracking a game. Davos Son makes a two-two. Um, Klopp has said that. Yeah. Klopp has said, "Look, Allison saved us on many occasions, not in this game, brothers as well. Um, because we play a high line and because the game today we need a a forward thinking and an aggressive." Um, goalkeeper which we do have um, he's just come out he's he's missed the ball and Son has knocked it in and you know what on other days or other keepers you go what the fuck is that but I have to say Alisson was Alisson was really good today listen fucking like he has one he has one of the first half sorry doesn't he where it's a bit fucking berserk and yeah, then he has this but he makes some great saves as well yeah, listen, the one of the first half, like, he, he doesn't need to come and get involved. It kind of reminded me of the Quebec one at Leicester when it all went yeah. high, where the defenders there leave him deal with it. But listen, I'm going to defend him. I'm, I'm going to defend him to the hilt. And the reason I'm going to do that is, is well, I play it in goal myself. Myself and Phil Casey obviously play it. But what, I'm, what I am going to say is, like, he had to do an awful lot of that today. There was an awful because the way the midfield was and how high the boys are pushed on. So it was basically the two lads at the back two v two and balls getting slid down the channels. He had to do an awful lot of sweeping, right? And listen, I'm just going to tell you from my point of view that that takes us to you. Like people say, he doesn't run around much as a goalkeeper, but when you're sprinting off your line and back and off your line and back and stuff like that, it, look, it, it it can just fatigue you mentally, even. And a few of them. Like there was a couple of them, he came. One of the balls played down in the second half. I actually thought the sports player was in, whether it was Son or Kane, and he was off his line like a light, and he got there brilliantly sliding out. He's a and brilliant goalkeeper. Foot, 
and the funny thing about the goal was he actually didn't need to slow it. He was there in time. Yeah. Just 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 the hoof it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the one before I think he just thought maybe he just got his bearings mixed up or his timings mixed up. But I think listen, we come to the man of the match later and all that, but we don't we don't get a point today. But for him. Yeah. Yes, he fucks it up. And Sean, he said it in the WhatsApp earlier. Look at that. Ultimately, he cost us. Yeah, look, ultimately, we're 2-1 up. And he chucks in an absolute fucking howler. And there's no one going, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it wasn't a howler. It was a howler. But some of the saves today were fucking outrageous. Taking away the alley one, which is out of this world. Kev goes, yeah, he gambles. But listen, when someone is running in eight yards out and coming onto a ball and hitting in that pace, you have to gamble. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's yeah. in the net. He does gamble. It's an unbelievable save. But he, he showed his one-on-one prowess as well in the first half. And Son tries to go around him. And he says, get the fuck out of here. That's not happening on my watch. Same. And then he reads uh, the one from the one from Kane, the one that Son wrote in the second half. The one late on uh, that's flagged offside. He doesn't know it's flagged offside. He spreads himself and gets down well. Um, I thought he was... I thought, listen, he chucks in a howler when we're tailing up, right? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But listen, make no bounds about it from my point of view anyway. We don't get a point there today, only for him. Mm. Yeah, That's Edison. Cool. Edison has errors an awful lot at mm. the time as well, That's the and biggest doesn't get punished. I've seen of a player since fucking mm. OJ Simpson. <laughs> Fair play, to Johnny, Co- Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the glove does fit for Alison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Davo Cochran over there. Um, no, I agree with you. I think. You know, he makes some fantastic saves. I think you're right. I don't think he needs to slide. And I think he actually, for me, I think he might be sliding thinking, I don't need to be here. You know, I don't yeah. need to be doing this. And then it's just well, I can like, tell you one thing, Gav. When I went through his legs, I can tell you what was in his mind. I yeah. fucking definitely don't need to do that. <laughs> I should have, I, and I should, I should definitely not be that. here when yeah. that ball is over there as well. Yeah. Um, but look, he, all said and done, even taking away that mistake, if he doesn't make the saves he makes, we're not even talking about that mistake because we're probably no. far one fucking yeah. down. And, and Son is going through to make a five, you know, the card away. Um, Robbo's a red card. I think. Yeah. Are we all in agreement there, Keith? Uh, yeah, we are all in agreement. You know, if you take it, you know, on its own, it's a red card. In the context of the shite that's gone before it, it's frustrating and it's annoying because I think it's less of a red card than Kane's. Just to be clear, I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's a red card if you follow the protocol correctly to make it red card. Yeah, and that I've no problem with. Yeah, they they get into the decision. I've no problem with, but you know, when you see the 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 Kane one, which is much more aggressive, much more forceful, much more reckless, and it's not overturned. And then you see, look, it's a red card. I'm not going to say it's not a red card, but he goes to the ball. He goes through your man. He tries to anticipate it, doesn't he? He tried to anticipate Everson Royal taking a touch Mm. to clear it. And Royal doesn't. Royal protects the ball and takes a hit. So it was just one of those. I think if he he got any nick on the ball, I think he'd have got away with it. Yeah. Just purely, just yeah, purely yeah. from kind of lip reading the referee, kind of saying, "Listen, you, you didn't really, you didn't get it." And I think if he had got a flick in the ball, I thought Redknapp had a very interesting point. I think he's an absolutely appalling pundit, but I thought he <laughs> made a good point after the game. And he said it reminded the way Robbo came in and challenged him and opened his leg out. He says it reminded him of Gaza's tackle against Gary Charles in '91. He goes, "Robbo's probably lucky he didn't hurt himself." And when you look at the replay yeah. on the tackle, he does True. really open his leg up. Yeah. And he just, he, it's kind of said, and 
I'd only watched a, a Gaza thing a while ago on that tackle, and he does read Gaza is his leg is 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 torn wide open. Mm. Robbo was a bit similar today in Redlamp because isn't he could have hurt yeah. himself there? So he says he didn't. He says yeah. it's. Yeah, it's red a red card. forget even saying that in the morning. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, look, um, it's a three-game ban. That's a problem, but it's um, there's well, no. Leicester, Leicester comes into that though, does it, Kev? No, yeah, it doesn't no, because it's a different competition. It's a different competition. Oh, right. It's Leeds, Leeds, Leicester, Chelsea, and Miss. But it looks like so. If you were so sent off the week, so if you were sent off the week before the cup final, you can play in the cup final. Yeah, yeah, it's a different competition. Oh, right, okay. He used uh, to not be able to. So it happened to go. It happened to go up in Celtic, didn't he? He got sent off during the week, um, in the league game, and he played the cup final today. But he be banned. I think their own rules up there, for fuck's sake. Well, I'm just sorry, sorry, Keith. Yeah, no, it's the same. They, they, they didn't change it purely and simply for that reason that they were yeah. right. Okay. When it was players were getting to the end of the season, they were accumulating too many yellow cards and what have you, and missing cup finals. But Kev, Kevin Ball so, says Kevin Ball reckons he's back for the Chelsea game. So, so if it's a three game ban, Kev, Kev must be including. Um and Kev's saying now no, it does count apparently. I don't I get confused with this all the time sorry. and I, I blame Chris Brack on it because Chris, Chris Brack brought this up on the show going back ages and ages ago and we spent fucking weeks looking it up and we still I didn't think it does count. I think they changed it and they changed it back. Maybe they changed I it back. I thought your man Dave Jones said he's only gonna miss one league game. On, on the thing now, I could be wrong about that. I just thought, and well, it'd have to be two league games anyway. You get three, yeah, you get three yeah, for yeah. that now. Straight red, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, either way, if it was any other position, you'd be probably a bit more worried. But Simicast, when he came on, he nearly created a chance at the end. But yeah, do I you know what, Kevin? I actually thought if he was a bit more. Direct, he could have went in and had a shot himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of, so he, he was kind of waiting on Salah, seeing where he was, seeing yeah, where he was. Yeah. Obviously, Robert Well, well, Kevin Ball has taken full responsibility over this, and I'm glad he is. He says he's pretty sure he's fine for the Chelsea game. So if he's not, Kev Ball is the one. You know, he'll to blame. Kevin he? Ball yeah. used to play for Sunderland. Was it Kevin Ball played for Sunderland? Yeah, hard. Yeah, it was yeah. Really, really hard, man. Yeah. Now hard he man. is blading, launching two footers in air chat. Yeah. yeah. Fucking easy, you Kev. I'm only messing with you, boys. You're here every night. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. King Huddle. Kane's momentum took him there. What do you mean? He ran fucking 15 yards to dive in. Of course, ah, stop you. Yeah, like, you're, you're, oh, there's only yeah. you and Mike alone defending this. Yeah, you're letting yourself down here, Huddler. You're letting yourself down here. The funny that's thing my, is, that's my moment, Hayes is born. If his momentum took him there, right? He's out of control. He's out of control. It's and if he's card. out of control, it's a red card. There's I'm no way around on it. The telly now. It's on the telly literally now. Doesn't and his momentum does take him in because he's lunging in like a psychopath. Yeah. But he puts his foot up even higher. Like he straightens yeah. his foot his foot up. It's, it's a horrendous you know, thing. It's like, I'm not going to get hurt. It's a self-protection thing. Hmm. Yeah, and It's a natural thing that players always do. It's very difficult to go in on a sliding tackle and keep your foot down knowing that you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So it's a natural reaction to put your foot up that bit higher to protect yourself. It's look up, um, do you know what? Look up for King Hoddle. Look up um, Tony Schumacher tackling Patrick Battiston in the 82 World Cup. Oh, good God. And we can say there his momentum took him into him as well when he nearly fucking did, launched yeah. and, and hit him <laughs> in about the head. He nearly <laughs> kills him, the poor cunt. He um, got a yellow. Someone said yeah, earlier in the, in, the, in the comments there though, that Shearer on match of the day too went in on the referee in the bar. And absolutely slaughtered well, them. I, I don't see how here. you don't. Yeah, well, I agree. It, I just don't see how you don't. And 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 it's not like listen, come here and I tell you. Kev said something to me earlier. 
right? And he said to me, Gav, when you're watching games like this with t- your, your team involved, it's fucking, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's horrible. It's horrible. When you're watching it and it's two teams you don't care about, it's just great. You, you know, you said this earlier. Lads, if I'm watching that today as just a general football fan that doesn't support either of them, I'm still sitting here telling you tonight that what's gone on there is fucking mad. Um, King Hoddle said there was certainly no intent. No, no, no. Intent does not matter. Intent. In, yeah. People think you need to mean something for it to happen. It, it That is not it. They will do you for dangerous play or out of control. <laughs> right? It's as simple as that. Um, Hitler's momentum. Red Steve said Hitler's momentum took him into Czechoslovakia. <laughs> and come here, here Red Steve, by the way. He says, Red Steve, a.k.a. Just Steve. You're meant to change that to Just Steve. You agreed that we just change the name and leave it at that. So um, we need to have a word on that. Um but look, man of the match before we go, boys. We won't keep people too long. Um, Davo, man of the match. Um, yeah, look, it's kind of a strange one because for me, it's between Alison and Robbo. Yeah, Robbo same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob, same. Yeah, Robbo was excellent. Gets a red card, and Alison was excellent. That chokes one in. Ah, listen, I'll stick with me, mate. Alison, don't get a point without him. I know it's he folks him into the net. I know he does. I know he does. But he was absolutely superb, and we don't get a point. Uh, we're out there today, so I'll, I'll stick with Alison. Uh, Kev, uh, I'd agree with Davo, but for the sake of uh, being somewhat different, I'd, I'd say Kanate did really well. Okay. Goal aside, yeah, goal aside, and I, I think he was taken out of play really for the goal. Mm-hmm. He won't get. That's a stiff test for him today, and mm-hmm. that's not a slow Ibrahimovic. You know, that's a, that's a Son and Kane rested with a game plan and a side that's geared to play to their strengths. Yep. He won't get a stiffer test now. So I go with Kanata. I thought he did really well, all told. Yeah, I thought he I did as well, Kev. Good show. Keith? Mm. Yeah, I agree with the lads' choices. I mean, I, I 100% agree with Davo. I was going between Robertson and Alisson because, well, the, but I mean, I saw a tweet by Robbo apologising that everyone else put in a shift and he let them down. Like, he, he sets up the first goal. He scores the second goal he's yeah. involved in the two incidents I thought he was brilliant today I'm going to give it to Robbo red card mm. don't care fuck that mm. don't care red card man of the match Andy I, Robbo he, was, he's, he looks to me right and I know we've, before we move on he, he's touched on can I I'm not I'm getting a t-shirt with that on it yeah before so, we move on Simicast will be an able replacement for Andy Robertson I've no doubt about that and we're very lucky but I think Robertson is getting back he took a dip at the start of the season. I think he's tired. I think he's a bit jaded. I think, you know, he, he wasn't his self. Simicast came in and was maybe a bit harshly bombed back out. The last few games, I think Robertson has been getting better. And I just thought he was his, his lively self today. I think the left side is starting to get more involved now. Mm-hmm. The way the right was, everything was coming down the right. I think Mane is, well, he's not scoring. He's, he's taking on defenders. He's, he's well. committing defenders again. Listen, and Hendrick says in the comments there, Mane, the good game. I actually thought Mane was quietly very good today. Yeah, well. I, I, yeah. I, I was going to mention him. Yeah. I was going to mention him there. Um, but who are you going with? You're going with Robbo Redcard and all. Like yeah. Um, I, I did think Manny had a good game, and I think you're right. I think the left side is starting to look. There's a bit more drive about it, rather than yeah. just playing football. There's a bit more driving. Do you know what? It looks like they've just clicked again. You know those little movements you make where one goes in behind and they 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 get in. They're getting in behind defenses a lot more between the two of them, like they used to going back probably twelve, eighteen months ago. Um, but I have to go with Davo. Yeah, I'm going with Davo. Yeah, I'm going with Davo. Yeah, 
I think yeah. that goalkeeper's not in goal today. Like, and yeah. nothing against Cuevin Kelleher. Um, but I don't know if he makes the saves that Alison Becker makes today. He's just so imposing. And, and even Harry, that one that's square to Harry Kane, I think most of the keepers, he just buries that underneath them and he tries to be intricate with it and lift mm-hmm. it because he's the size of this fucker coming at him. Um, so I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to have to go with Alison Becker. Veranda Cheese wants to know, Gav, can you not put the chat on the side of the screen? Where? Where would you like me to fucking put it? There's no room. Um, you're just yeah. trying to annoy me now. Um, and uh, someone, as someone pointed out earlier, you can't even spell she is right. So there you go. Um, but anyway, who, did, who, who didn't ever give man the match? Ah, listen. He wanted me. to give it to Robbo. He wanted, he he wanted to give it to Robbo, yeah. 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 I so don't know who he did. did. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who he said in the end. Well, I don't know. I don't know who he gave a fucking to. Don't, don't listen to him. Don't pay, don't pay attention mm-hmm. to him. Um, I genuinely can't listen to a word him or fucking Tyler said. And I include outside of football matches in that for Gary Neville, by the way. Um, anyway, man of the match. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, rest of the week, we should have a forum tomorrow. If you can rattle the crew together on a Monday night before Christmas. Liverpool play Leicester on Wednesday. Is that right? Well, at the, at the, at the moment. At the moment, Monday, play yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday night, yeah. So we'll have a midweek fix on Tuesday night. We'll have a post-match on Wednesday night. Um, I think Kevin and Chris are going to do some yeah. tours tonight. I don't know um, what we're going to do yet. Yeah, you're going to move the sports and plug into tours tonight. And then we're into Christmas Eve. We'll be off Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We'll be back on the 26th for a post-match Leeds. And then I don't know from there on. I really don't because we're doing our best to fill as many days with as many shows as we can. I think that's fair enough for the week. I just say it's this time of year. There's just shit coming, taking fast. It's hard to plan on because, mm-hmm. you know, Leicester mightn't happen. Do you know what I mean? So we we just don't know what's going to bleed. And mm-hmm. the best like it, the, it looks like the 26th, the whole, whole set of games could be off anyway. Mm. Yeah. That, that that's listen. There was well, they, have that, they have that managers meeting tomorrow. The managers they, so. meeting, a Premier League meeting, the club was yeah. asked about. I think of enough. So. I think of enough managers push this. I think you won't see games on the on the twenty sixth. When Klopp said in his press conference after, and he's dead right in what he said, there's no point in doing this unless clubs do something with the time. Mm-hmm. You there, it's just pointless having time off. They have to extend the season for the sake of time off. It's it's not even about the extending the season or anything like that. This is about reducing contacts and with COVID and everything. Well, yeah. he well, well, he also, what he also said, Kev, was he said, "Listen, he says we want to play." And we said, yeah. "Listen, yeah. he says we might get." He says, "I don't know, we might get more cases." They want to play, like, but they want to be helped at the same said, time. Yeah, he says exactly. He says we want to play, but he says. The way things are now, he says, we can't play the 26th and the 28th. You just go, it's impossible. That from his point of view, what resting players and stuff there. So he says, listen, we want to play, but we need to have a bit of flexibility around the schedule. Now, the point he's trying to make is that Liverpool have the best numbers in the league with regards to COVID, right? Um, bar, I think, Man City and City have a reportification Le- and Leeds. What he's trying yeah. to say there is that, look, we're playing, but we have we now have four out with it. We have a player out ill. So we're probably looking at six, seven, eight players out at the moment before anything comes in tomorrow morning or the morning after. And we're the best in the league, apart from City and Leeds. Yeah, but City say they have 55,000 at every game. If you think they're declaring their COVID cases, then again, Pep Guardiola was telling you last week it was a real struggle because of all the stuff that was going on. Like, 
Oh, the only thing I will say for Liverpool is they're giving you out the information and they're being very clear in it with regards to what yeah. player has it. And and, 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 they, and they want to play, like Lloyd Klopp was saying, listen, we, no fan or Klopp or the players want to go on playing games and dropping points and dropping points and dropping points because of COVID. But he did say, if you're involved in European competitions and you get a backlog of games, you're yeah. knackered. Because he just goes, yeah. where do you fit them in? Yeah. He says, if, you, if, if you're not in Europe, he says, fair enough. He says, there's a couple of spots you could throw them in. But if you're involved in Europe and you have a backlog of games, you're fucking knackered. Yeah, somebody... And, go on. No, I'm no, just he, on the flip should... side. We were all, there was a lot of COVID chat and everything. And when, like, training grounds were closed and you're waiting on positive cases. Now you and Shawnee were going to, like, have in the WhatsApp group. But mm-hmm. the only thing I did want to say is Chelsea should be fucking ashamed of themselves asking for that game to be uh, pulled today with that team they put out. Yeah. And, uh, like, like, whatever about that, they put four on the bench and two goalkeepers or five on the bench and two goalkeepers to prove a point to the league. Yeah, but they could have brought in... They could have brought in fucking four under 23. Of course they could. The team they put out Finish if that team with no injuries was to play every week, they'd finish fucking top four. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is the yeah. thing, and it goes back to transparency and information mm-hmm. and stuff. And Kev was being on more shows this week than with me than anybody else, and yeah. I'm banging on about it. And Kev will tell you, no information. The first team that come out with information going, these are the players that have it, and this is when they got it was Liverpool, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And this is where I this is where I have my issue, and I don't blame Spurs and Manchester United as much as I blame the league. But at the end of the day. We just got told the sports closed the training ground. And we got told that Man United played the change the training, closed the training ground. And then they're meant to be training the morning of the game yeah. and the morning after game. And th- listen, if clubs feel that, listen, we don't have enough, we're going to say this and see what happens, fine. But for the league to come out and then go, no more cancellations, and hours later cancel Watford against Norwich, and then tell you no more, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's. But well, listen, Sh- Shani, uh, from Carrigan Shannon base was telling us he obviously knows that what's going on in Spain. What what did he say? Well, Keith, if you if you if you miss one game of COVID, that's all right. But if it's the second yeah, one, if you both games. Are, if you miss if you miss two, the both gone down with three losses. So they're not messing but, about. No. They don't, and they're right. But Neil Atkinson on the Anfield rap um, made a great point as well. He was talking about the game, looking forward whether it happened or not, and, and he was mentioning about you know there should have been a blanket decision made because Spurs. If that game, Spurs missed two games with COVID. They missed one with snow as well, didn't they? But they missed two with COVID. Yeah, yeah. in the league. They get over. They get over their COVID and Liverpool are dropping now with COVID. So if that game gets cancelled, then Spurs have to get four games squeezed into the calendar. And then depending on who they're playing next week could be called because of the other team. So yeah. it, the knock-on effect of the whole thing is just fucking ridiculous. It should be, this happens right we're closing down for two weeks. No, that's what they should have done. When the, yeah, first, the, cl- when the first club turned up and said, we're closing the training ground, we went around, grand, yeah. everyone's fucking closing. Exactly. The one goes, you're all gone. Two weeks from today. No, like, Lock down right? your players, and if you get any right. cases, and if you read anyone's out at a sex party or that, you're bleeding, you've you no excuse, your points are getting <laughs> fucking soft. Sex right <laughs> but, but the thing is, right, when Spurs gets the game called off against Ren. I think it's Ren, right? Yeah. yeah. On the Thursday. They should have just turned around and went, you're not playing Brighton on the Saturday. Grant, everything's off on the Saturday. Yeah. So from, from this Thursday for 10 days till the following weekend, so basically treat it like an international break. No football is going on. All players need to come in, get tested, go back into these extreme bubbles that you were in. And when two weeks time, we're all going again. Exactly. And you would have got teams going, well, we're Grant, we don't give a fuck. 
they have it. And that's going to affect yeah. another team that they're meant to play that's going to have a knock-on effect. Poor Brighton. Every time they come up to get, play a team, they just turn yeah. around and go, he can't play. Do you know what I mean? So it, that's what they should have done. But again, they sat on their hands all, and went, we'll wait until it happens and then we'll try to react to it. It was ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. uh, loads to come in the rest of the week. Um, so keep an eye out and we, we'll keep doing as much as we can for you um, as we go. Just to let you know, though, come the new year, <laughs> you're getting loads more shit the new year you fuckers um, you really are um, I'm not going to say what it is yet but um, loads and loads of new new stuff in the new year as well um, Davo anything else before we go uh, no just happy Christmas Davo happy so. Christmas good stuff all on the cans for Christmas uh, Keith anything else before we go no no happy Christmas happy Christmas are you sure Hello. you yeah, I was, okay. I've been listening to right. If anybody is, um, oh, I See, guess no, and now here he goes. Watch, I watched the Beatles documentary on oh, Disney yeah. Plus, right? Brilliant. I sort of fall now all over the Beatles over the years. I used to love them when I was younger, and I sort of got sick of them, but I watched that and I thought it was amazing, right? To watch that. So, I've been listening to a lot of John Lennon lately, and I've fallen back in love with John Lennon solo stuff and George Harrison solo stuff, Yoko Ono. But that's going to be me tied over now for the Christmas. A bit of classic Mersey B, Beatles, John Lennon, George, not Paul McCartney, don't like him. Uh, John Lennon, George Harrison, Yoko Ono, all that mm. good stuff. So, you know, get back in contact with your old musical loves is what I'd say, you know. Okay. You, you'll find some gems that you may have fallen out of love with when you come back around. Okay. There you go. I don't know what the fuck that was, but there you go. Just Listen saying. Just saying. Just saying. Sing a song. No, don't sing a song. Don't sing a song. Kev, anything else before we go? Uh, mate, all good. All okay. good. All right. Yeah, not about it. Um, we wish a happy, a happy Christmas, everybody, as the we week goes on. This is a happy Christmas from the Fatback Farm. Christmas. Stop singing. Can we get them for copyright on that one? No, no, no. Not the your voice. You can't. just think you're in pain. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's a ha- it's a happy Christmas from the Fatback Four. Um, we will be, but we'll be back next week anyway. Um, when's the twenty eighth? Is that a Tuesday? Uh, no, yeah, 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 Tuesday. Yeah, and we're playing yeah. Leicester. Due to be. Yeah. So this time, is the time of year now. Everyone's day. What time are we meant to play them? Yeah. Eight, eight o'clock. Oh, fucking whopper! Right, because I'm playing golf that morning, and I'm definitely going for points after. So I'll be I'll be grand for that night. Perfect. Um, just some admin there, obvious. But um, now listen. Um, happy Christmas to everyone from the everyone that has been on the fat back for. Um, it's been a cracking year. We've done loads. We'll be back to you just after Christmas anyway. And then we wish you a happy new year. And you know how it goes, all that bollocks. Um, but um, it's been really good. We are gonna do as much as we possibly can for you over the Christmas. And um, once you turn up. And we'll keep doing shows. How does that sound? If you don't show up, we just we'll piss off the new year. Um, no bother to us. And um, as I said, in the new year, um, we're bringing you more stuff. Um, on top of what you already get, we're bringing you more. So tell your friends, tell your family. Um, and um, yeah, we're gonna have a good one in twenty. What year is the next year? Twenty twenty. Two. 2022 yes. 2022 God, and here God. sorry fair play for the scores boys that were in the chat there that King Hoddle yeah. and I know yeah. Matt was yeah. there yeah, 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 I like fair, them all fair, there, yeah. fair play to them fair yeah. play to them I like any fans, say, the chat is open you know yeah. what I mean the chat's open for everyone it's always open never man is here he says happy Christmas new subscriber good man good they man yourself never man is here um, just keep it at that name though because um, Red Steve just keeps changing his and he's 
He's going to lose that spanner at the end of his name if he keeps it up. <laughs> um, that has been the Fatback 4. Thanks to Davo. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Kev. Have a brilliant, brilliant Christmas. We'll be talking to you throughout the week, but from the Fatback 4, have a brilliant, brilliant Christmas. Stay safe. Um, enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time with your friends. And um, just leave no can of Guinness untorned. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right? Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.